Welcome to the Batir We Go podcast, coming at you from the Batir We Go recording studios. <laughs> <laughs> that is our living room. We've got Ali Batir, co-host extraordinaire. We've got You're myself, too kind. Joe Batir, co-host extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> And we're just cracking our, we're just cracking ourselves up here. Oh, I thought you were going to say like knuckles. So I was like, please don't. No, just, just each other. We're just cracking each other up. Hilarious. I'm dying. I'm so dying. So much laughter. <laughs> so much. I can't contain myself. I'm the only one laughing. <laughs> <laughs> that got one <laughs> So I think we got a great show for you guys tonight. And by great show, I put together a bunch of stuff in the past five minutes. So here we go. Yeah. I think, I think that's the, that's the thing I wanted to bring up. It's very tough to find content without like really trying. So I just want to give you credit <laughs> for being such a great content creator. Thanks. With the this the show. 10 people listening to this are I, appreciative. I thought about it. About at making least, content? Or at least, I don't know. I don't know how many times I thought about it, but while we were bathing Jake, we were like, oh, we're going to record tonight. And I was like, okay. I'll come up with stuff because you were like, I haven't come up with anything yet. I'm like, okay, I got some ideas. And pretty much everything just revolved around Jake doing, <laughs> doing Jake, bedtime Jake routine stuff. And I'm like, that's not <laughs> no funny. No one wants to hear about that. And I was like, okay, we're in the comedy section, which means none of this is relevant. I will say we put ourselves in that. We I can literally type in anything as our section. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I but could even type in like boring subject matter and it would that would be what it would be called. Really? Do they have a section called boring subject matter? I can like whenever I save like the MP3 file, I have to like put in the like album info and I can put that I can type whatever category See, I, I want. I thought that that was a drop down and you That's only had a, certain the on Podbean. It's a drop down, but when I actually save the MP3 uh. file file <clears throat> it can be anything i thought there was comedy country there's Western, like a hundred different things hip-hop please don't speaking folk. of listing them all are you ready to dive just in because this is a perfect little segue. oh yeah let's segue okay i want to see if you can name the original five american girl dolls for me and I'm going to make it easy for you. You don't have to do their last names. I just need the first names of the original five. The original five American Girl dolls. Right. Let's let's unpack this a little bit. Where did this question come from? It came from me staring at the box of all of my American Girl doll stuff that's literally two feet in front of me right now. Uh, and literally, I just thought of asking you this question because okay. I, I am very curious to know what you think their names okay. are. Okay. <laughs> well... I think for the for the viewers, those of you that have been to our house, the With the the two of them, the two of them who have been to our house, we've got this big blue chest that we use as a table, and that also stores all of my that stores American all of the American Girl doll stuff. Today, you and Jake were playing with. We those. were, which is why it was on my mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it was. You're stalling. You can you name the top five? Or are you trying to get? Do time you have to a lot? Of, do you have a lot of questions? Yeah, I got tons. Really? Yes. How did you do it? I, I, I Did you not just say that I'm the co-host extraordinaire? I have my weight. Now, stop stalling and <laughs> okay, pick the top okay. five. <laughs> girl doll names. Didn't, re- didn't realize I was having a quiz here. <laughs> Let's see. There's Samantha. Okay. Okay. Bonus point for the last name. 
You no. Okay. No, I'm not. I'm <laughs> not going to get... tell you what it is. Um, it's Samantha Parkington. Parkington. Do you want to guess what decade she's from? Samantha Parkington. It's fine. Move on. Um, Too much information. Parkington. She's from the UK, except no. she's American. <laughs> um, she has relatives in the UK. That's American girls. <laughs> They're all from America. Um, there's uh, there's the one that you have that well actually the one that Haley has that has the little radio during World War Two. <laughs> just like a bird. Well, I heard that. I heard it. <laughs> it like came out of nowhere. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Um. Ah, hold on. I'm just. I'm replaying. I'm replaying Christmas Day in my mind and the Victory Gardens from the from the little radio. Oh, I was like, that you also got not, a married girl like Christmas. Sam, that's not Samantha, though, no, right? Samantha is my doll, and she is like from 1908. That's why I know Samantha, right? But that one is. This isn't my guess. Okay. Well, no, it is my guess. Okay. It's Molly. You got it. Good job. 1940s. Okay. You got three more to go. That's what happens when you... How about this? I'll give you some context for each of their names. Um, I don't I don't think that that's going to be helpful. <laughs> okay. Name the next three. But I just want to let everybody know how I know Molly because Jake loves that this little radio. Right. And it presses a button and it just plays this track. And... And the the father of the doll Molly gives Molly a shout out on the radio because right, he's fighting overseas. Because he's War II. fighting overseas in World War Two. And if everybody thinks that I came up with shout outs, they've been around <laughs> for a while. I'm just copying the greats before me, including the American oh Girl gosh, dolls. Hilarious. Let's see. There's Molly. There's Samantha. There's one girl who's from like the 1800s and she has a Swedish background. Does that help you with the name? Holly. <laughs> yeah, one more chance then I'll tell you what it is. Um, a Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Sven, but that's. Olga. It's that's, not. No. That's a guy's name. Um, Maria. You think Maria is a Swedish name? I know. Okay. It's Kirsten. Kirsten. Kirsten Larson. So we got Kirsten, Samantha, Molly. Our next one is probably the fan favorite of the bunch. She was Mm, like the first one to have a movie. She just got retired, right? Actually, no. Samantha and Molly are the ones who got retired. She's still around. But she had the first movie made after her. And the uh, Cheyenne Woodley, who is like the main girl in Divergent, Mm. And like uh, Secret Life of the American Teenager okay, okay. on uh, HBO Family, not HBO Family, ABC Family. She played the she American played girl. This girl, whose name I literally just almost told you, because I was getting too jazzed about random facts that I know. When was it? It's Revolutionary War. Ooh, the I revolution! Don't think you're gonna get this name. I think that it is Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to anybody who knows that reference. Um, Felicity Merriman. Hoffman. No. <laughs> I think that would be a fun show where you say things and, and then you. I just immediately say whatever comes to okay. mind. Well, then last and final American Girl Doll, because I know this has been a riveting segment, is the um, first 
non-white American girl doll who was a slave she who was escaped a, slavery oh, on I the Underground Railroad with her mother. No, that doll came next. That is not part of the original five. That's the number six doll. Okay, okay. This may be blasphemy, but I think... I mean, obviously not blasphemy. Right, right, right. This may be heretical. That's This means the same thing. <laughs> this may be inappropriate. I want to say her name is going to be Harriet. After Tubman. Yes, you it should be Harriet. You think they made a doll of Harriet Tubman? No, not Harriet Tubman, but Harriet oh. something. No, that makes sense. Um, No, her name is Addie Walker. So you are two out of five, which honestly is way better than I thought you were going to do. So I but can't really blame you. I I do have to say they were both the dolls that you and Haley had. That's true. So which is, <laughs> it's probably, it's it's subconscious because I've heard the name Samantha and Ho- Molly, Molly for the past, I guess. Seven years. Seven years. I talk about them so often. I feel like you probably talked about them before we were married. But. Okay, well, are you ready to move on? Yeah, let's move on. What, okay. what else we got so going on today? So in the lack of content, and I know that you made... Hey, do we, have any, do we have any reviews to read? Oh, snap. No, but thanks. I, I almost did my other thing. No, but one of our loyal fans has submitted a question. Oh, yes, the Q&A. Right. And we were, do we have music for the Q&A that if, gets if submitted in here? If we can do like here? a little pause, I can start some when I edit it, unless you want it to be in the background. We'll do in the background. But we I, don't have to. I will say that the request was to have this question posed to you and to Neil, but we Ooh. didn't end up recording while we were over there. Do you think people want to know about our lives? What is <laughs> like this past weekend? No, no we went can. to Houston. They can follow us on Instagram. Figure that out. <laughs> but uh, what I. <laughs> That's the content I bring. I bring a, a quick <laughs> snapshot of our lives. Easily available <laughs> elsewhere. Um, yes, follow question, Allie on Instagram. The question was supposed to be posed to you and Neil, but we didn't film. And honestly, I think it's going to be an uncomfortable question. So I'm going to pose it to you now. And if it is truly uncomfortable, we'll just cut it out. And then no one and will ever have to And then we can ask Neil the next time. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is this. Because mm. I'm a twin. Yes. And you are married to a twin. Yes. The fan wants to know if you've ever felt like you were attracted to Haley because you are obviously attracted to me. Oh, and that's, that's a the question. question. So the question was to me, Neil, are you, have you ever found yourself attracted to Allie because you're attracted to Haley? Which, as I will say, the fan also thought it would be an uncomfortable question, which is why I'm not saying their name right now because mm. I'm asking the question. It would be even more uncomfortable when we were all there in the same room. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, there was that one time that I walked <laughs> up and grabbed Haley's butt. <laughs> and then she was like, I'm not your husband or I'm not your wife. <laughs> no, that's a lie. That never happened. <laughs> I, was like, I literally was like, I forgot about this because I have no memory of this. But there was. But yeah, I feel like you almost there, did something similar to that. There was that one time I I don't remember what it was. (laughs) We were all like laying around. It was like after Thanksgiving or something. And there was a movie on and I had gone to get a drink or something. And I came back and laid down. And it just so happened that Haley was there and not you. (laughs) 
and she made made sure to tell me I'm not your wife. <laughs> so I think <laughs> I think the correct like so I would say like I think it's more of like a confusion. I don't think you're mm-hmm. ever like attracted to Haley. I think <laughs> because we look so similar from certain angles, yep. we can easily get confused. Yeah, and then oh that gosh, other time I'm I was done. like, "Hey, What's my wife doing without her glasses or clothes on? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> no, that didn't happen either. <laughs> oh my gosh, Joe. I'm like, <laughs> I can't handle this. <laughs> I will say there was that time. There was that time. We, that. <laughs> no, you don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> okay, okay, go ahead. You're just trying to make awkward jokes at this point. I think it's funny. <laughs> You that's think what, it's funny. That's what happens when you start talking about twins. <laughs> you are over-sexualizing and fan- fetishizing twins, and it's disrespectful, and I will not stand for that's it. That's not what I meant to do. <laughs> okay. I was poking fun at whoever asked the question. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, no, but I do remember we would be at church like anytime they would come in, uh, especially early on when we were dating. Probably, mm-hmm. well, closer to maybe when we first got married because Haley and Neil started dating a little bit after us. But um, I remember walking around church and, like, someone would come up to me and they'd be really confused because they thought they saw me holding hands with a man that was not you. And they were mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, she's so bold about it. Yeah. <laughs> but she's cheating on Joe. And I, I had to be like, no, no, I, I do, in fact, have a, a twin. So please don't be alarmed. Yep. But other than that. Yeah, it can be tricky. In that sense. I will say I am kind of surprised that our children don't look as alike as I thought they were going to look. Because we've talked about this before about how genetically, assuming Haley and I are identical, which I could do a whole nother podcast. On whole podcast. The little asterisk that's next to identical. Yep. Both Jake and Peter, our sons, have, you know, their, their, their mom's DNA, which is identical, and then their dad's. And so technically they are, I think what we looked it up, it was... They're half-brothers. They're half-brothers, genetically. But they look very different, I think. Yep. That's what happens when you flip a coin. Genetics, man. It's crazy. Yep. Crazy, crazy. It's genetics. Okay, are you ready to move on? Or do you want to make more uncomfortable... uncomfortable make up memories. Made up memories Uncomfortable about, jokes. Yeah. We can um, do you can have the floor. Joke away. No? So there was that <laughs> one time. <laughs> no, I think that's uh I think it I think it's funny to bring that up now. In because that's something that you would always tell me that you and Haley would would joke about switching in class or like switching in at work or something like that and be like, Oh, we can be each other for a day. Whereas like there it's funny and, and haha and everybody like, Oh yeah. It's like freaky Friday kind of stuff. But it doesn't really work out when you're talking about sweet flipping with husbands. <laughs> Which we it's, were never talking about. No, on no, the record. No, it was never discussed. <laughs> that is not something you talk about. But the idea on the air. I'm what? <laughs> <laughs> but it is the idea of of flipping roles. Right. Is 
is often a joke amongst twins. Right. Or amongst people who are around twins, they always end up asking like, hey, so do you guys ever switch? Right. That's like literally like the number like one, one question. That yeah. and telepathy. Right. Actually, what what is Haley thinking right now about this conversation? She is probably, what time is it? It's 8.06. She what's, is, her, what's her thoughts on this? On the conversation or what she's thinking about right now? Right now. Well, she's thinking about. She knows we're talking right about now it, at, right? At 8.06 so, on the first or like when she's listening to this podcast? No, right now because of your telepathy. Graham crackers. She's eating a graham cracker. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've never okay. But honestly, based on the time, she may be eating a she graham probably cracker. probably is. Yeah. And you know what? It probably has peanut butter on it. <laughs> Good facts. Yeah. What was your question? What It was an observation about about the fact that everybody always talks about twins switching I will say roles. this. We, and she will correct me later, I'm sure. I only have a vivid memory of switching once. Mm. Though I think we, may, maybe it's twice. I think we switched when we were little, like later elementary school. But like it, we were like in the same room and like we switched hats. And we were like, oh, they don't know when it was like literally two seconds. It's like we, we didn't even give anybody That's enough funny. time to like recognize. To even think about it. Right. And of course, my parents switch us up all the time. Just mm-hmm. in our names. Just, yeah. you know, when everyone's running around, it's hard to get them right. And now Peter does it all the time, too. Right. He's right. calling you mommy, <laughs> Haley, Aunt Allie. It's an easy calls, mistake. Calls but, me um, Uncle Joe. We, we consciously, <laughs> I'm glad, yes, he gets your name. <laughs> we consciously made the decision to try to switch uh, sometime in high school when we were, and this is what's so funny because we're so, so nerds. Like we didn't want to switch to where it would negatively like affect us in any way or be too challenging. So we had like a class that we both had, I think it was like algebra two or something. Mm, and we were literally two. sitting next to each other and we just decided to sit in each other's spots for the whole class. And we were like, oh, we're so bad. Ooh. And like literally no one cared. Like, <laughs> just, like we didn't even have a test that day. So like we didn't even have to do anything for each other. But that was the last we were like, eh, it's too much work. We don't want to, and we were very, I mean, very uh, academically conscious. So it was like, I don't want Allie to take my math test or Haley mm-hmm. to take my, like, mm-hmm. write my English paper because I don't want, you know. So yeah. we kind of sucked the fun out of the twin potential there. Yeah. But I, I don't think that's sucking the fun it's out of it. It's overrated. It is overrated. We were, I think we were so busy trying to get people to see our differences. But like the last thing that we would want is it's to confuse, confuse them, them. And, and try to prove to them how similar we yep. were when we were constantly trying to fight for, yep. hey, like we're not the same. You you can you can learn our names. Like it, it shouldn't be that hard to <laughs> know that yeah. I'm in fact Allie and that is Haley. And like yeah. it doesn't take that much effort, especially because we do have a lot of differences, yeah. physical differences. Yeah. The one thing I will say Haley still does this with Jake. He's always going up to him saying, I'm your mom. No, I do that. To be fair, I do that to Peter as well. <laughs> oh. Like, I'm your mom. So, so you guys do do that That's still. That's with them. It's fun. And we obviously know that they know who their mothers are. But it's more <laughs> of like, to, at least I, I can speak for myself, it's just more to mess with them than anything. But yeah. I, when they were little bitty, like, especially Peter, I think, just because he, he never saw his mom with glasses on. Yeah. Couldn't really totally be fooled. Totally throws them off. But you sometimes but don't I have But I very often on. don't have glasses on at home. Yep. And so Jake was so easily convinced yep. that Haley was his mom that he would be extremely confused. And it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Now, Peter doesn't, he doesn't buy in when I say I'm his mom. <laughs> and 
and it actually no? causes some wow. issues because he gets very upset. I can, yeah, I assume and so. It, He's probably like, where, <laughs> the, where did you do with my mother? <laughs> yeah, it, um, it doesn't work out well. Like, I'm trying to play <laughs> along and like. I'm your mom. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to have fun and play the game. And the way you're moving, all he does is yell at me. I wish people could see you because the way you're moving right now is like very like alien like from science. (laughs) So I'm just imagining you running after Peter, very (laughs) (laughs) very like horror film alien. (laughs) Peter, I'm your mom. Good lord, you're gonna give him a complex. (laughs) Makes me think of. the men in black guy. I need sugar. Yes. Water. Oh, the roach bro. Oh. The... Yeah. Oh, God. He was the worst. He was the worst. So worst. Sign That's up. why I hate roaches. I know. Unrelated, but this we can cut it because it's only going to be. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm laughing about it. These are the. When you're a stay at home mom and all you do is like talk to random children at parks, like you just have to make it, <laughs> it entertaining. But the other day we went to a park. And I'm trying to teach Jake to, like, make friends and introduce mm-hmm, himself mm-hmm, and be mm-hmm. social since, you know, one, he's kind of introverted, and two, it's COVID, so you don't get a lot of chances to do that. Yeah. Anyway, I made friends with these two kids, uh, like a five-year-old and a two-year-old, and the two-year-old just kept coming up to me. He's like, I hate ladybugs. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, Why? randomly throughout, like, the hour you're there, like, I really hate ladybugs. Why would and you I was hate like, ladybugs? The blue ones. <laughs> the blue ones. <laughs> That's what <laughs> That's like, what you said to him. No, that's what he said to me. And I was like, the, of all the bugs, what ladybugs is what you hate. And then on top of that, where in the hell did where, you see, like, where is where this you blue, see a blue ladybug lady coming from? And you know, this, and like, uh, there's like a nanny there, so the parents are there. So I'm just like, I don't know what, okay, yeah, blue ladybugs, they're the worst. Blue ladybugs. <laughs> totally get a kid. I... I would also hate blue ladybugs. I'm I'm gonna give them some credit because that's weird. That's just weird. Oh my gosh, hilarious! I just wonder if he he's like following me around, telling me about how he hates ladybugs. He's reading some weird books, or <laughs> or, is, or is he confused about a blue bug? Like I don't those, know, but it was something like I was like. Oh yeah, I get it. I hate cockroaches, and he was like, "Meh." I was like, "You got it." Cockroaches are fun. (laughs) You okay? Anyway, that was my random conversation about a two-year-old that I talked to. Yeah. So if anybody's looking for for some fun conversations, go to the park. Strike up a conversation with a two-year-old. What was the other thing? This is like a while back, maybe a couple months ago. I was at another park, and again, nannies everywhere, and so I end up just talking to these kids, and. this one kid, he's like fully in a Spider-Man costume. <laughs> <laughs> he's like maybe okay. three or four years okay. old. So I'm already in I'm here this. For it. I'm like, yes, this is like a weird kid. And he comes up to me and he's like, hot. What did he say? He's like, I don't know why I'm talking in this very like uh, deep man voice. He's like, hi, my name's Miles. I was like, oh, hey, Miles. And he's like, oh, wait. no, 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 no. I'm, not, I'm, I'm Spider-Man. I'm Peter Parker. I was like, oh, okay. And then, like, the rest of the time, he was, like, trying to convince me he was Peter Parker. But then every so often, he would, like, slip up and, like, say his name was Miles. <laughs> and you could tell that he was, like, having this complex of, like, no, crap. I've given her my secret identity. <laughs> like, it's okay, kid. You're going to be okay. <laughs> we'll never see each other again. And then he told me he had two nannies and then ran off. And I was like, I, we need to go to a different park. <laughs> <laughs> Because if Spider-Man's there, next thing you're going to get Venom's next. It's a bad deal. Doc Ock, the Green Goblin. Right, who knows? Who knows? Man, 
Should I just get Jake like a villain costume? Because there's always a kid with a superhero costume. There's never a kid with a villain costume. And if Jake showed up, like that would be like instant fun, right? Well, but we'd also be teaching him that it's fun to be a bad guy. I don't know if that would be fun. Because what if the guy's like, "Oh no, there's a villain. I better go beat him up." And then, and then, Jake, then there's then a street then fight. Teach- <laughs> then there's a That's- street fight, and <laughs> parents got to go break it up. There are no parents at these parts. I'm Which the only parent. You're going to go break it up. <sighs> and then what's going to happen? I'd probably go, go to prison or something for child abuse. I don't know. Did I, I tell know. you about what happened outside of the parole a couple of weeks ago? No. Okay, so Jake's, Jake's obsessed with what he would call pow-pows. Yep. <laughs> So, oh yeah, so yeah. You told me. So against everything that, like, I, I like definitely did not want him to like play with w- weapons other than like a, you know, like a sword or something silly um, that you wouldn't normally see around until later in life. But unfortunately, he has found guns and is enamored by them. Pow pow. Pow pows. And so anyway, we were waiting for outside the Perot Museum for it to open, and he saw one of those. I don't know it's a federal, but like a business can put like the no firearms allowed or whatever. And then we're in like a kind of like a decent crowd waiting to go in. And he just points at it and he's like, mommy, no pow pows. I was like, yeah, you know, I was like, ooh, teaching moment. Yeah, let me talk about this. And then like in the middle of me trying to explain to him like gun laws, <laughs> he just says, I want bad guys to come so I can kill everybody. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God, I have a psychopath for a child. <laughs> It was not fun. I'm unclear of whether or not people were staring at me because I just hustled myself in there in shame. I don't think there's anything to be... That our son wants to kill people? I I don't think he wants to kill people. This is just the world we live in these days. If you say boys will be boys, I will (laughs) climb over this couch and punch you in the face. Anywho, you want to um, let's move on. I think I think we're ready to move on. Okay. What else we got on the agenda? Um, well, if y'all weren't bored to tears by those one hundred or thirty six questions that make you fall in love that we did like a while back on like episode two, there's another set of questions <laughs> to make you fall because in more I, love. Need I remind you? We did not have anything prepared tonight at all. So this is all me. So I Googled hot topic discussion questions. What? And came upon a website called thegoodtrade.com, which by the looks of it is some random blog. But Wait, it did has you say the good trade? The goodtrade.com. I'll put it in the show notes, which is one of my favorite things to say. Um, but they're called mindful conversation topics for anyone, regardless of whether or not you want to fall in love. Okay. Are you ready for this? We're in like we're gonna go through the top six, but like rapid fire. Okay? okay. Number one, which scent do you find the most soothing? Either pine or lavender. I was gonna say lavender or peppermint, but if we both like lavender, boom, lavender from now on. Two, what is a language you love to listen to, even if you don't speak it or understand it? I was going to say Spanish, but I yeah, can I sort of understand it, but I love the way Spanish sounds. Yeah, I was going to say the Romance languages, either Spanish, French, or or Italian. It- Italian. Oceans like, or mountains? Uh, mountains. I have never assumed you were an oceans guy. Well, I like, I like seafood. It doesn't say food. It just says oceans or mountains. 
I know, but you also have to think about what you, you associate. Have, you can have freshwater salmon. That's seafood. Yeah, you kind of can. Right. Okay, let's uh, let's let's go with mountains. Describe the most. Wait, what about you though? I just said mountains. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Describe the most captivating painting or artwork you've ever seen. If you say boy in short shorts, I swear <laughs> to God. I. There's this, for context, there's this painting at the. We're going to do a, we're going to do a live no, at the DMA not. one day. Oh God. No, there's a painting at the DMA. Couldn't Dallas tell you. Dallas Museum of Art. Could not tell. For those of you who don't could know. Could not tell you the artist. I can tell you where it's located, sort of. But it's just Unless this little it. boy in sh- in like pants, shorts, and the title of it is, is a boy in short pants. We 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 I were don't like even know. we there was a discrepancy last time we looked at this, but you've just always been enamored with that painting. I'm not like is it just kind of does it give it's, you the giggles? It has nothing to do with the painting itself of being like f- special. It is the context of the painting. Like why is there a boy sitting there in this jacket? in these ridiculously short shorts and why is he getting painted like what that's what a good is question this? why is he being painted like, who is deciding to paint this small sh- where are his parents <laughs> exactly ballerinas i get they do things haystacks i get they they, they do, do things <laughs> <laughs> the lilies oh sorry all of the all the pretty, all the pretty uh, Monet and right. sunflowers and the little, the little splotches. I forget what what that's called. Impressionism, like it. It's a it's a very cool style. Right. It's very pretty to look <clears throat> at. But the boy, it's not particularly special. It's not. It's like I don't feel like it's. And yet it catches our eye every time. Maybe it's it. Maybe it's. Maybe we're so enamored by it. Because of that very thing. Because there are no other little boys in short shorts in the museum. Ooh. It is the only Ooh. one. And so it makes you be like, whoa. Ooh. This is different. Yeah, you're walking by and you're like, wait a second. I see plenty of naked women everywhere in this DMA place. now there's a fully clothed but now young child. Well, not fully clothed. I'm pretty fully sure he has a shirt clothed. on. I'm pretty, I think he has a shirt on. But he's, o- but he's only got short shorts. You can see most of his legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, heaven forbid his ankles are showing. Oh, no. It's like mid-thigh. Remember, oh. the key word here is short. Right, right. <laughs> They're booty shorts on a young child. Yeah. But, you know, I'm thinking through it. And I think I think I got to give a shout out here. Oh, God. I got to give a shout out to uh, a one Tom Motley. Okay. And his uh, his kites painting. I forget the name of it, but it's got it's got these nice, pretty, pretty straight lines and right angles, and and it. I think I like that. I don't know why I like I like the dark background and then the tidiness of the right angles. And for some reason, I think part of it is because it is. It's a contrast that you don't often see. I don't often see that in nature. In nature, you see your greens, your browns. You see very undulating waves. 
So seeing nice, tight, crisp lines and a, a very hard dichotomy of a black background with reds and whites and yellows, it there's something about it that is attractive to me. What about you? What was the question? Question is, what is the most enamored painting or something you've seen? I'm not really an art person. However, um, I However. do have very fond memories of, we'll go back to the Dallas Museum of Art, mm. that, the one that you dislike. Yep, I knew you were going to bring it up. We have like our first date there. It's that big, gigantic picture of like a shipwreck the on iceberg. an iceberg. And I don't really, like, it's not, I think one, it's big. And for a little girl who grew up going to the DMA, I think it's just so big. And it's, it's a very big painting. It's one of the biggest paintings I think that they have at the DMA. I believe so. Right. And so I think that is just, was just always really enamoring because I was so used to seeing some like, you know, moderately sized paintings, but to see that yep. massive thing and. You know, like in Texas, like we are nowhere, like snow, <laughs> basically non-existent. So I think I just have very vivid memories of that specific painting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And I feel like I need to give a rebuttal here because, because it is, you're right. Whenever we go and see it, I'm like, why do it you, is. why do you hate yeah, that painting? So I, is it not, not geologically correct it's or not something? That I, it's not that I hate it. It's that I don't feel like the colors are right. And <laughs> says the man who has never painted anything. No, but I've I've gone and seen icebergs and I've gone and seen glaciers and I've I've gone underneath into glaciers. So I feel like God, you're so <laughs> So I I feel like um, well actually I've actually been to glaciers so and this when is I, not what it looks like. And and I think that's the hard part is that when I do you think that artist was doing it from like a picture or do you think he was actually there? Mm. And by he, I'm assuming it's a he. I think part of it had to have been done there, but there was also a shipwreck. So like, did he shipwreck there? And he's like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to paint it. <laughs> and he died and all we have left is this painting. We don't know how it got back, but, but it was we a, have it. It was a very large canvas to be painting <laughs> there well you know what we'll shipwreck. research it and we'll we'll keep everybody but, up, up to date yes to to finish that point though i i i think the colors are off from what a true glacier looks like and and for me when it comes to things that i have seen in real life a painting is nice but it is it's just so hard to it's so hard to compare a painting to what you've seen in real right. life. And so in that sense, it is something that I'm like, well, it it doesn't meet the expectations of of really who the greatest painter is, that being I God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus drew to me. I wasn't prepared for it. Well, you know, you just got to give credit where credit's oh due. Oh my and, gosh! Can we move on to the the <laughs> Heavenly Father has <laughs> has made has made the best paintings. If you could have a fictional superhero for a best friend, who would it be? I'm gonna go right now and say Iron Man. Why? Because he is in the least amount of trouble and he has the most <laughs> money, so he would shower me with gifts. But 
he's also kind of a jerk. Yeah, but well, I guess it no, depends. Is this Iron Man the original, would, or is this Iron Man right before? I would start like being, during the blip. I would start being friends with him, OG Iron Man, but I would stick with him to the blip, which means I would have earned his trust and respect, and therefore would have been written into his will. Boom. Mm. That's my mm. plan. What about you? What fictional superhero would be your best friend? I don't even know. <laughs> there's just, go, really there's so many Wolverine, superheroes. Professor X. No. Ant-Man. Probably. I feel like you'd want to be yeah. friends. I see you more as like best friends with like the Hulk. Just because like you would need a fellow Hulk scientist smash. to like hang out with. That That is the cool thing. There's... A lot of scientists. I, I do. I appreciate all the scientists. Like, If you were a fictional superhero because of your background as geologist, do you think you'd be like Rockman? Rockman? <laughs> like the Hulk, but like a rock version or like granite guy? You're talking about the thing in Fantastic Four. Right. That's. I guess that that's you, right? Um, but he can't turn back. He's like permanently No, no. The he's thing. permanently How that does he way. become the thing? That That's all from the radiation. They're like oh, were they all in the same radiation and in space? Doing a space it's mission. It's been a while since I've seen Fantastic. They're doing Four. a space mission. They get hit by radiation. So, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not the most up to date on superhero comic book stuff. I'll try, but to I'm pretty you. sure that there has never really been a super successful Fantastic Four movie. There, I would say there was a a moderately successful with one. Jessica Alba. That was my personal favorite. I've, I've, and my favorite, that's the only one I've seen. I think so, but I only say that because they made a second one with the Silver Surfer that nobody went to see. I don't even think I saw that. and I the, I didn't the, see it. The actor who plays Mr. Fantastic in the Jessica Alba version is the same actor who plays Horatio Hornblower in the <gasps> BBC Horatio Hornblower series that Haley and I were raised on and just like adored. And so I'm partial to that one just because I had a massive crush on him. I'm glad you bring up Horatio Hornblower. You have no, you've never read it or anything. I, I think it is now on my book list. Really? You know, we have a copy on the bookshelf. Wait, is there only one book? No, there's like a ton. Yeah, there's a ton. But so I don't know which one we have. We have one. So I'm going to give a quick plug here to (laughs) Horatio Hornblower. If you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was going to say. On on the other show that I do, Low Carbon Solutions, make sure you go on to oh go check it out. But one of the upcoming guests said that those are his it's favorite books, really? the most important books he's ever read, and he most important books he's ever read. He ends up rereading the series. He said the series, the entire series, every year. No, every time he starts a new position because he thinks there's a lot of good moral teachings and okay, a lot of that. and a lot of strong leadership skills. Do you know the the like the basis of the story? Nope, not you, at all. Do you want me to tell you? I uh, here's what I think. And this is something that we always talk about doing where you either give me a title or I watch a Anyway, there's something where I have zero context. Right. You give me one piece of information right. and then I tell you what it's about. Okay. Ratio Hornblower. All okay. I know is that there's a lot of good leadership. That's all you kind know of about messages it. You don't even it. know like what, uh, like what year it takes place. I in? don't know any of that. So here's my here's what I envision. Okay, what do you think it's about? Horatio is the first whistleblower. 
he sees because <laughs> he's blowing this on a is, horn. This is <laughs> this must be the industrial revolution. People are losing their arms. Somebody ends up as the entire cat food batch. Cat and food. he Wait, and he, you're right, not cat food batch, mystery meat batch that's oh going and being sold to the market. And he comes in and he says, You know what, guys? We cannot have this. We need to stop working sixteen hour days and falling into the meat grinders and ending up as as food. So he goes on this big on this big uh tirade, if you will, starts the first union, blows his blows his horns, and single handedly saves America. Um wow. Okay. So um firstly it sounded very much closer to like the the back story of the the jungle by Upton Sinclair. Ooh. Um, do you how much of a summary do you want me to give you of these books? I'm on Wikipedia. Thirty seconds. Okay. Horatio Hornblower is a fictional Napoleonic Wars era Royal Navy officer okay. who is the protagonist of a series of novels and stories by C. S. Forrester. So do you want more or is that it? Uh just like one more sentence. Let's see. The original Hornblower Tales began with the 1937 novel The Happy Return, which is not on our bookshelf, with the appearance of a junior Royal Navy captain on independent duty on a secret mission to Central America. Later stories, secret mission. Later stories filled out his earlier years, starting with an up, unpromising beginning as a seasick mid- midshipman. But as the Napoleonic Wars progress, he gains promotion steadily as a result of his skill and daring, despite his initial poverty and lack of influential friends. Well, good. Also, Haley has the box set of this, so after you read it, or if you never want to read it, because you're... You're talking about the, the BBC show. Right. It's so, so good. Anyway, Horatio Hornblower. Horatio Hornblower. Also, this podcast is brought to you by the Horatio Hornblower series. Also, not to alarm you. But I have 13 emails. And that may not sound a lot, like a lot, but I am, in fact, a stay-at-home mother with no job or anything. 13 so 13 emails, emails is a lot. And it's I have no idea. And I check my emails constantly. I have no idea who's emailing me. Do you think one of them might be a sponsor for our show? <laughs> in fact, I would bet you money that it's not. Um, this show is brought to you by our insurance company for helping us get our car fixed. Um, what's your any? You don't know your Enneagram number. Can this be a segment where Allie just says how much she hates the Enneagram? Hey, for all you out there, don't do the Enneagram. It's just numbers and things. It's really, yeah, it's not even, anyway. Especially when it says, I think I think you go on this rant whenever you talk about it, that at some point in the Enneagram, it says, and you know what? If this doesn't sound like you, yeah, you do just, what you want. Choose right. your own number. You can just pick whichever one like you think sounds like you, which really is like not necessarily. It's subjective, so yeah. like, you're gonna pick the best, so the one that you like the best. I just think it it needs to be stated that a personality test is not a choose your own adventure book. Correct. It is. It's a test. It's meant to put you in a box. So if you can choose the box you go into, that is not a personality test. Sorry, I'm going to... Uh, they, ooh, these questions just got uh, really uh, 
rated R. So we're gonna rated R, like skip it, like murder and swearing, yeah, or sure. like sexual mm-hmm. murder and swearing. Sure, murder mm-hmm. and swearing questions. Mindful conversation topics for your parents. That's not us. So I'm curious. Weird. Is there a? Ooh, got it. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, With these that? questions, is there like a paragraph saying why there's a list of questions? Yeah, but it's like, when, you know, whenever you like try to find a recipe these days, oh, and instead of it giving you a yeah. recipe, it's like, I well, love let it. me, you want to learn how to make mac and cheese? Let me take you down a quiet stream and, and show you Did the Did you know Thomas Jefferson of- <laughs> slaves were the first ones to make mac <laughs> and cheese? It's true. It, well, his chef, which I guess was his slave. His chef. Um, yeah. Right. It's like, I don't need all that with 17 images, like seven ads that are popping up while I'm trying to scroll. Still have no idea where this recipe is. Freaking hate it. I think I think we do need to give a plug here. High on the Hog. Oh on my Netflix. gosh! Fantastic. Great show. That's where the fun fact about the mac and cheese comes right. from. Now, if you want part like Food Network show, part travel show, part history show, High on the Hog, it chronic like chronicles the history of American like food, um, as well as African American history and slave history, and it is. So fascinating. Like the macaroni and cheese. Like we would mac not have and mac and cheese over here if it weren't for Thomas Jefferson's uh, head chef. Yep. As well as rice. I didn't know that rice, a lot of our rices came from Africa. No idea. I just assumed from like the Asian countries, which is probably. Probably a little racist. Racially ignorant of me. Yeah. Anyway, on a hog. So many good things. So we, we apologize to hey, everybody. Can, can I read you the first question of a conversation topic for strangers? <laughs> so what do you do here <laughs> hey so pretend that i'm just meeting you hi my name's joe how are you hey joe how are you truly doing how am i truly <laughs> doing well, who do would you jump hear, into that question do you want to hear my answer <laughs> no do you, i mean do we need to talk <laughs> so <you> okay? <laughs> i think i think that's a great question i i felt like i was being i was answering that question so this past weekend we were at, at in Houston. Was it this past weekend? Yeah. Oh man, this past weekend we were in Houston. My my new podcast dropped. It's called Low Carbon Solutions. And Thursday night. Oh my gosh, night, that's like the second. <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to get as many subscribers as possible. Remember to oh my gosh. give us that five star. Click that follow button. But Thursday we woke up at like five a.m. No, I think I woke up at 4.30, drove to Houston, and immediately started working all day Thursday until the happy hour. And then the happy hour was going. I don't think I really ate that day. So by the time people were asking me how I was doing at the happy hour, I'm like, you know what? I'm pretty tired. I'm pretty thirsty. I'm pretty hungry. And... I think I'm ready to go sleep. So when people like walked up meeting me for the first time and asked me how I'm doing, they were getting a raw answer. (laughs) You told them that? Yeah. I was like, well, I'm here. I'm not dead. So I guess it's all right. Wow. You're just making friends in high places. (laughs) Yeah, I am. Maybe that's why nobody followed my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So I just Googled awkward conversation starters. Oh, and it took I like me to it. a BuzzFeed article. Which did you know that BuzzFeed is still around? I did. Isn't it? Isn't that the um, 
Isn't that that YouTube channel we watch? Or no? The Try Guys? What are you talking about? Weren't they on BuzzFeed? They came from BuzzFeed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people that spawned off of BuzzFeed. But I didn't realize that BuzzFeed was still like... A thing. Doing the, you know, we'll tell you what type of grilled cheese you are. If you tell us, like, click these five images and take this survey and... Anyway. Yeah, I don't know why they still do that. The 23 most painfully awkward conversations people have ever had at work. Are we going to read them all? No. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to swipe and see where I land. And let's hope it's funny. Let's hope it's not an ad. Oh, it's an ad. (laughs) You're reading them all. At Dick Sporting Goods, it is a habit of mine to ask customers if they want their items in a bag after they check out. Today, a woman came up to the register with two kayaks to buy. After ringing them up, I looked her dead in the eye and said, would you like these in a bag? That guy's an idiot. (laughs) No, man. BuzzFeed, do better. (laughs) BuzzFeed, get back to making videos. Okay, one time I got a sample from the tea store at the mall, and as I walked away, the guy said, tea you later. And then then his coworker smacked him. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That sounds like something if you and I were in charge of like a tea store. I'd be this one. I think think that sounds like a a fun little thing. You and me just running a store. And seeing how ridiculous we can make it. I just like immediately thought of Shit's Creek for some reason. <laughs> when my sister-in-law was a waitress in Canada, she was taking drink orders from a group of Americans. They each ordered a glass of red wine. She suggested they choose a leader instead. They spoke amongst themselves. And one man put up his hand and said, I'll be the leader. <laughs> 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 uh, Americans you know, are dumb. I think I like that. I like, <laughs> I like that story. I want to know what they thought. From. What, what did they think that they were volunteering to lead? <laughs> How long do you think that conversation maybe, lasted? Maybe they thought things worked differently in Canada and where you order drinks, then you have to go and pick them up at the bar. So the, the, Sorry, the waitress came. The waitress wasn't actually there to help them. She was just there to take the order <laughs> to the bar right. and then they were supposed Easily. to go pick it up. Okay, now one of you needs to go pick it up. Oh my gosh. I suggest you choose a I'll leader. I'll be the leader. Let's see if I can get through this one without laughing at the end so that people can actually hear what it says. Okay. I seriously need a job where I don't have to interact with people. I just asked a table if they were celebrating anything. And when they said their dad's birthday, I, I brought them a birthday table decoration. And then they decided to tell me he's not coming because he's dead. <laughs> I can't. I can't finish. Because <laughs> they were there to celebrate their dad's birthday because he was dead. Yeah. Do you get it? <laughs> His birthday. Oh, my gosh. Because he was dead. So Do we get it? I'm going to read this last one and then we'll move on. Okay. 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 Um, I worked with toddlers and preschoolers for three years. Sometimes I accidentally slip and tell a friend to say bye to an inanimate object. Like say bye bus. And occasionally they unthinkingly, unthinkingly just do it. Someone responds. I'm glad there's a teacher version of accidentally called teacher mom. And then someone else responds and said, when I worked at medieval times, occasionally I would slip in real life and call people my lord. Anyway, that wasn't as funny. Nope. Awkward conversations. I'm curious. This was one of the things that I was thinking about talking about. 
there's all these people who you have said want to be on the show, but they don't send in questions. They don't text us. They don't call us. They don't send you emails saying, hey, can I be on the show? So when are people going to want to actually be on the show? Here's the thing, my love. Yes, tell me. Uh, <clears throat> if it were as easy to say, oh, yeah, I'll just be on a show, then there would be no problems. But the problem at hand is that in order to be on their show, not only do they have to come over here, yes, but they have to come over here after 7 o'clock at night. Correct. Those are some hard asks. I think I just solved part of that problem. We've got this thing coming up. It's called Musical Fun Days. Oh my gosh, no, we are not, no. What we can do is we can record a real-time podcast. Do you want to know how much of a hell that would be in editing? It It would just be released raw. But speaking of which, and live whatevers, you know what's coming up soon? Some type of live musical. Cinderella came out soon. Well, that comes out tomorrow. That's why we're having Musical Fun Days over here, to watch... Oh, we're watching. Wait. Tomorrow's Thursday. Oh, sorry. Friday is when it comes out, and that's when we're having people over to watch it. It's on the calendar. I think our next podcast should be just us talking about Cinderella. No. I'm planning on hate watching it. I'm not excited about it. Oh, that's what I. What? Go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. No, you said something about Billy. <laughs> Billy Porter's in it, and I love him. Oh, Billy Porter. Right, right. What's but, Billy Porter in um, he, besides Cinderella? Oh, God. He's from a lot of Broadway stuff that I can't think of right now. Wait, is he that guy from... He always uh, wears like a really cool cape dress on like the red carpet. Me, oh, a cape dress. Yeah, let me see I if think I, can, I know him. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to miss. Yeah. Billy Porter. It's okay. I know who you're talking about. He's an American actor, singer. So here's my other question. Oh, Kinky Boots. That's where he's famous from. Mm. Wait, is he the fairy godmother? Mm-hmm. Yep. I remember that yeah. scene. That one little teaser scene. Uh, can I, or were you going to say something or can I tell you what I'm looking forward to happening in a couple of weeks? Um, you can tell me that. La Brea comes out. Oh, How La Brea. can we forget? I mean, this is what's so funny. I have been told by multiple people that, that they, they are now excited about La Brea. They I think. Never heard, oops, sorry. They never heard about it before. They didn't know it existed we, until we, we talked about do, it. We're we influencers. A, we need a watch party for the La Brea premiere. Premiere? Is that premiere. how you say premiere? Premiere. I say premiere. I say premiere. Premiere. Um, La Prima Dora. I keep checking, and there has been no new trailers, no new information. I, I don't think they will release any new stuff. Why would they? I don't know. Maybe people get more excited about it. But it's is that isn't it like thing? isn't it like opening like season and series finale or opener week or whatever? Like everybody watches TV then, don't what? they? Speaking of that, have are you excited for the next season of Survivor? I I don't know anything about it except for what you told me. And it's I'm now excited. Tw- it's yeah. now 26 days, which like they're gonna have to like double kick people off. Like you know yeah. what I mean? Like in order to get the people off in that amount of time, yeah. or instead of like every three days, it's like every two days. Every day. Every day. Is it really gonna be I every will, day? Uh, That's exhausting. No, it'll be 18. 
there's 18 people, unless it's changed. There's typically 18 people and then three at the end. So that would be 15 days. So almost. So maybe like the first time. It used to be. Yeah. And it used to be like every three days or so. At least that's what it was way back when. But I don't know how it's played now. Hear me out. And this may be an unpopular opinion, which it's me. So I tend to have a lot of them. Okay. I don't like how they have a bottom three or a top three. Really? I want it to be down to two people. I don't want to have to choose between three people. And I don't, why do they do that? Like, is, is it to ensure there's not a tie? Well, I think it's because when there's two people, it's it's kind of obvious who's going to win. Really? Yeah. Oh, side note, I did hear also that they find out if they win. Like, Real time. At the, uh, on the island. Like, they already know that they've won. Wow. Right, which has never happened before. But I think that's because they can't do a reunion a show. I mean, well, maybe they can, but it's, I guess maybe it's more cost effective because they can't, like they, they could have a reunion reunion show, show but not really tough. Right, right, right. Especially because California has some strict COVID restrictions. Probably no. How are you feeling slash do you, have we talked about this, about the game within the game and how it's like for like, they've described it as like junior survivor players watching at home can play. You mentioned it. We know very little about it. I think I will play. You're not a junior survivor. I'm I'm gonna play. I am a junior survivor right. member. Here's what here's Do my... they mean junior survivor members or do they mean super fans who want to be on Survivor? When I watched the video that Jeff Probst did, he said like junior survivors. Here's where my concern is. One, you can't keep adults from playing these games. So if they're gearing them towards younger people, they, it might just be super easy. Right. And the other thing I think that they Is made, there a prize at the end? I, they haven't released that information yet. But the other thing that I'm concerned about is, again, the amount of brain power and, like, problem solving that is, like, the internet and, like, Reddit and all that stuff is, like, they're going to, like, I don't see how you'd be able to, to everything's going to get figured out. Oh, it's yeah. like that Don't F With Cats documentary. Yep. Like, these people, they will figure it they're out. Figure they're it very out. smart. And when you have that wide of a population that you're like collecting intelligence from like so i'm interested to see like like hey how 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 well thought out are these puzzles that you've built into this game because if they're just like cheesy puzzles like one it's going to come across as dumb and two they're going to be very easily found out right so it's like not going to be fun so i'm interested to see i mean jeff probe seems very excited about it well, I think it's a way to get everybody involved more than just watching. And it might be preemptively trying to involve people, trying to reinvent the game hmm. because maybe viewership is down. And really, that's that's kind of the story across all TV is that viewership is down right, right and now. That's what I think is interesting. And I feel like you and I talked about this before with like the Nielsen ratings. Like I would argue because I mean, it's the longest running reality show on television, like. I don't think viewership is down. I just don't like we don't even watch it live. Mostly, no, we typically we don't. watch it the day after. Yep. And so I. But feel that's like because it's what it's seven. It's seven, right? So it's at Jake's bedtime. Right. And so, um, anyway, and then also they um, because of the stuff that went down a couple of seasons ago, um, they um, 
were challenged by the the um, alumna of Survivor to have at least 50% of the cast be people of color or indigenous peoples, which minorities, um, and they deliver. It's a it's the most diverse cast I've ever seen. I've been mm-hmm. watching it since yep. I was little, and so I'm really excited to see how that just makes the game better. And yep. just the just because like I'm sorry, like like. And this may sound terrible <laughs> to say, but when you have like four basic white girls on a season of Survivor, like it's really hard for me to tell them apart. And that, that's yeah. terrible for yeah. me to say that. But it just like got to where I'm like, why are all these, like, these girls are literally the same personality. They're all in the same tribe. Like why did casting choose them? Choose these when I'm like, when there's thousands of people that yeah. audition all the time, like well, there has to be more interesting yeah. people. I think it's, I think it's pretty straightforward. You've got to have a blonde. You've got to have a brunette. You've got to have the redhead. Right. And then you got to have your country girl. Right. And you got to have your but angry can the, mom. Does the type. country girl, the angry mom type, <laughs> does the country girl have to be blonde, brunette, or ginger? She has to be country. And that's it. Okay. Um. Have you, you haven't looked at the. You, did you briefly look at the cast? Nope. Haven't okay, even so thought about it. For the, again, two human beings listening to this right now every year since like a few years ago we we originally were going to do like a fantasy survivor like actually play by the rules which is actually very complicated to like it's you quite complicated basically especially like you, nowadays right and so you get the cast list so like it came out a couple of days ago and then what you would each person who wants to play picks their top like you can only pick two contestants and essentially based on what those two contestants do throughout the game and how long they last you collect points and so, like, if they find an immunity idol point, if they, um, I don't know, make an alliance, I don't remember what they were. Because we stopped playing with the point system because it just got, like, too complicated. Yeah. And really, like, who wants to be collecting, po- like, counting, tallying up points while you're watching that Survivor? Typically, out of us and the Robinsons, at least one person would have somebody who either won or was in the final. Right. And at that point, if you've got somebody in the final and nobody else does. Right, you basically you, had you should win. Right. And so um, if anyone wants to play with us, I still need to pick my top two. I, I do as well. I think I know who they're going to be. Um, one, I know for sure. The other ones, I'm like, I'm going back and forth between two castmates. I think, I think we should make this a, uh, a podcast contest giveaway, <laughs> if you okay, will. What are you going to give away? <laughs> I'm going to give away. Somebody can come and be on the show. We'll make some snacks. If they make do some what? fun How drinks. Do they win? Make some fun drinks. What kind of fun drinks are we talking about here? I don't Boba? know. Le Croix. Ooh. <laughs> or fancy. one thing that I've really been kicking lately is that coconut Le Croix with the mango juice in it. Ooh. Ooh, it is good. Is that why the mango it is juice good. has been disappearing? No, I was using the one that that you said that you and Jake didn't like. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I don't know if there's any of it left it's anymore. Okay. Um. Okay. So, so you need to pick. You need your to pick your guys before, or girls before the season starts. Before it starts, you need to email it to us. Okay. What's your? Would you, would you like to put your email out there? Or is it? You can find us on. Uh, you can email at your blog, can't you? Yeah, just find us. You'll be able to yeah, figure it out. If you can't us. figure it out, then you don't deserve to win. If you can't figure it out, then you need to leave a review oh my gosh. with your chosen people. Okay. 
And if you have that review in there, it has a date. And then... But how are we playing? Because we are not doing the point system anymore. So it's, is it whoever's ever character lasts the longest? Yep. Who's ever character lasts the longest. I will say this. And this is a rule that we've always done since we started playing this game. If by chance one of your players is the first person to get voted off, you are allowed to pick one more person. And so typically this is kind of like a... It's like crap. Like one of my people got kicked off. But then it's almost like a good thing because then you get to pick your, your backup after watching the first episode but, but since that's too easy only count if they win well i think that you have to submit your backup already Ooh. so you need to pick your top two and then submit a backup that would replace your to- one of your top twos if they get kicked off the net the first, first i will say this there is a large chance because of the pace of the game has significantly increased that, that we're they, all going to be way no, off that they knock off two people the first time so you know what? If that happens, like best, like I can't. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, Sorry we'll, about you. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it because that would be insane. Well, I think at that point you have one backup because <laughs> that would oh, be. I guess that's, yeah, that I guess would be point. as if the you, odds are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. I think now I will. I'm gonna throw out another shout out, Jeff Probst, if you're listening. Oh my gosh. I've been trying to get on Survivor. I've only applied like three times, but hey, hey, now you know who I am. But you Give did me a call. win that Survivor competition in college. Yeah. That was run by the Survivor contestant that we're not going to say because now he's in prison. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. Well, sad okay. story. Boom. There you go. We're not going to end on that note because that's kind of a sad note. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'll cut that out and then we'll end on <laughs> a very the, strange edit. I was, I was going to say something that was eventually going to come back to something else. But, oh, yeah, I was going to bring up hate watching. Okay. And that was one of the conversations that I was originally going to think about to talk. Okay. Where does the idea of hate watching come from? I think, honestly, it comes from that, uh, is it The Door? What's that movie with the... Oh, The Room. The Room. Is that the movie? The Room. With, I think You're tearing me apart, Helen. Or is it Helen? Yeah, something It's that. not Helen. I think it's just something that people... Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I think that's where it comes from. It's just where people... You think that's where it comes from? I think so. I just wonder if it's been around, like, forever. Like, some people would go, like, throwing fruit or tomatoes or whatever at the people on stage. Like, you brought the tomatoes, right? You bring the tomatoes with the intention of throwing them on stage. Nobody's just okay. sitting around yeah. with tomatoes right, wanting right, right. to throw them. So, I mean, when was the last time someone threw tomatoes? Thankfully not, not recently, because the last thing I want to do is get tomato juice in my eye. I, I feel like that would burn. Okay, are you ready for this? Ooh, hate watching. New Yorker critic Emily Nussbaum is believed to have coined the term hate watching in her 2012 piece about the show Smash, a much hyped drama that takes place behind the scenes of Broadway musical. And let me just say, I freaking I love like Smash. Smash. <laughs> Even I like Smash. I love Smash. I did not like it as much the first time I saw it when I stopped halfway through, but oh, so good. Yeah, I thought it was good. 
just says, okay, hold on. Um, yeah, so there you go. Wait, so that is somebody who, was that somebody in Smash? You said no, that was a critic? No, it was like a critic, yeah. So hate watching. Look, I went to Wikipedia and it's giving me examples of hate watching television shows. So Ooh, it's giving me a it. list of shows to hate watch. Let's hear it. 13 Reasons Why, which to me seems like a strange show to hate it's watch when it's a like a very kind of dark show. subject matter. Yeah, Very no. strange. Some show called, called Chris Lee Knows Best. Sounds like a hate show. Emily in Paris. I actually heard that the people hate watch this okay. show. Family okay. Guy? That I can get because Family Guy is just so ridiculous. Right. Game of Thrones. You have to have a very large commitment to <laughs> sit through all of Game of Thrones just to hate watch it. And why would you like? Hate I watch there were some it. episodes where I like didn't like they were so boring, and I just got through it because I wanted to know what happened. I couldn't hate watch that. That's crazy. I think I think that people may put Game of Thrones on there because people hated the last. The way so I much. understand it, most people hate watched the last like three seasons because right, right, right. they're like, I've already watched five. I want I to, I want to see the end, but I know I'm going to hate it. Right. Girls, which I've never seen, but I've heard. Sounds like a hate watch show. Right. That's Lena Dunham. Glee, for sure. Hate Sounds like show. a hate watch show. House Hunters. Heck yes to the hate Ooh. watching of House Hunters. Because they always have the late, like it's the couple goes in, they're looking for a house, but for some reason. They bring their friend. No, it's like a married couple and they ha- they want the exact opposite thing. So Ooh, like, this yeah. is never going to work. It doesn't make sense. Keeping up with the Kardashians, Love Island, Pretty Little Liars, Riverdale. Oh Ooh. my gosh. How many hours of our lives did we waste trying to figure out why everyone was talking about Riverdale? And in our... <laughs> I will say everyone. Every, I'm your old you know teenager. Maybe, maybe it's the next episode that makes sense. <laughs> maybe we should have understood when it was literally. Why well, don't this mic fall down? That mic. When it was literally. Just, <laughs> when it was literally just teenagers who liked that show. I, oh my gosh. I will say. This is what's sad. Is I'm still dying to know what happens because someone. Like there was a clip. Because it's still going on, right? There was a what? clip floating around like a couple days ago. Somebody dead. They reenacted a song from jesus christ superstar on an episode of riverdale and i was like what in what context I, would these teenagers need to reenact jesus christ i superstar? am gonna, well it was probably the no it the wasn't musical. a mu- it wasn't a musical because they're like in call they're they're graduated like young adults now Weird. i'm very confused by it i think but not enough to like actually look into i it. do think that riverdale just has great hay watching qualities oh 100 because it's just so insane like and nothing so makes sense crazy. and it's so there's over exaggerated teenagers running bars there's the the ziggy zaggy and the tipsy turvy <laughs> and the snap crackle pop those the are all jingle drugs. jingle 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 <laughs> give me some of that jingle jingle gosh it's a ridiculous show it's honestly trash what's funny though is the cast knows it and there's if you youtube it there's tons of like compilations of like the cast making fun of how terrible the show is like during interviews and stuff which is hilarious i i just i like the fact that that is all based on the archie comics right which i never read them i I never really read them. I read, I mean, I watched the original Josie and the Pussycats, but that's about as much as Archie as I got into. I I think that the Archie comics were kind of fun and hip and cool. But then you get this. Yeah, it's a... Riverdale. Say yes to the dress. Singapore Social, never heard of it. Smash, which again, that's... that's Smash. Smash. 
um, some show, I don't know how to pronounce, The Millionaire Matchmaker. Oh, wait, The Newsroom? Did you ever watch The Newsroom? I heard The Newsroom was It was fantastic. Amazing. I, I loved The Newsroom. Why do you, I don't understand why they hate watching The Newsroom. Granted, I stopped after like one or two seasons, but. I've just seen that one clip. And then it says True Blood and Vinyl, which, anyway, there you go. Well, now we know where hate watching comes from. Yep. I really thought that I mean, maybe I guess that's when the that was, term right. was coined. But I could see somebody being like, oh, there's these people who, like, I think about Something Rotten. Something Rotten the is musical. the musical. Their goal in Something Rotten, for everybody who doesn't know, was to get a bunch of money from investors and then produce a terrible musical close up shop and run away with the money. And that is something that I could see people being like, Oh, have you heard about this musical? It's so terrible. Let's grab all our old rotten fruit and go throw it at these guys. Cause it'll be fun. I could see them doing something like that. But really what you fail to, to understand is it was during the plague of great Britain and these people were starving and that rotten fruit and vegetable was the only way that they were going to live to see tomorrow. I'm just kidding. I don't know any of that stuff. But who knows? We'll, we'll research it for the next podcast and let everybody know. <laughs> and, and on that sad, depressing note, <laughs> what was the last? Oh, oh, the, the other sad, depressing note we were about to end on oh that gosh. we had to. Well, okay, bye. Have fun. Nice seeing you again. <laughs> Anyway, that's I think it. I think that's for not having anything ready to go. Right, we uh, this is what happens. We can talk out of our butts for we sure. We talk out of our butts, and we don't talk at all about our week or our lives <laughs> or or you know. If people cared about our lives, they would call us. I hope you all hear that. <laughs> if you care about us, you would call. And you would text. And you would ask. We have. We have been getting texts from some viewers. And they're saying they love the show. Do you, so you guys, you know who you are. Thank you very much. Oh my gosh. Do you know that it is ex- incredibly hard to get you to end podcasts? No, we're <laughs> we're ending right now. Woohoo. All right. Well, with that, everybody, the tier, we're going to go. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's my life. Yep, that was for you. <laughs> um, bye-bye. <laughs>